Hi, this is Marilyn Lopez. Welcome again to ReShift, Experiencing Single-Minded, a Singles Christian Community. I'm so excited because we've been talking about all kinds of stuff. This is episode four, and I'm proud to present the word rewire. So we've learned um, throughout the different weeks, different words. The first word was reshift, and it's all about how do you reshift into your journey trail to God's calling and fulfilling that calling. And so episode two, we talked about the word reset. Episode three was on the word recalibrate. And now we made it to episode four with rewire. And it's such a special treat to have my beautiful guest, my beautiful sister, um, Stacy, Stacy, welcome. Thank you, Marilyn. I love this. This is just us like meeting for coffee and talking. I know. How long have we been meeting for coffee or tea? Well, we've known each other several years mm-hmm. and God wove us together in a way that only he can. And I know. we started out in a big group and then we decided, Hey, I think we'd like to get to know each other a little bit better and started meeting for hot beverages and talking about what God was doing in our lives and and really just kind of walking through some similar things and and just uh, shouldering some burdens together. And it's so amazing because I remember um, I was so f- nervous to attend that Bible study where we met at. And there was a few people that just like were highlighted to me that day. And I remember you were one of them. And I was like, oh, What's going to happen with her? And so it's been amazing to see how our journeys have been so similar. And as we, as they started to um, come into the light and we can see, wait a second, we're walking the same path and we're going through the same trials and we're going through the same joys kind of a little bit or experiments, right, of just life in a new stage. Um, it's just been an amazing walk. Um, we talked about in the previous um Uh, episode about walking that journey trail and life is like a hike right we just we go and we see so many beautiful things and along the way in your hike you come and you encounter God's goodness and God's beauty through nature and us humans we're part of that nature right and so let's jump into the whole idea of rewire and how you've just it's been amazing because I was trying to figure out who was the perfect guest for um, for this episode on Rewire? And just God is so powerful, and he knows how to orchestrate it at the perfect time. And so I was thinking, wow, maybe I can talk to an electrician because of the word Rewire. And so I did talk to an electrician in the group, but he was not available this week. And so I said, Lord, will you guide me to the perfect person? And then your name popped up, like God put you in my heart. And I was like, God, I'm just going to trust you. I'm gonna, If Stacy's available, it's because you have it like orchestrated perfectly. And then tell me what you revealed to me this morning. How does this word rewire um, kind of, you've been meditating kind of on this word throughout your life. Let us know why. Okay, so it was really strange when you first mentioned it to me. The first thing that popped up in my head is, okay, let's look up the word wire and rewire in the dictionary. And I'm kind of a word study nerd. (laughs) Love it. And felt like, okay, this might help set the tone for for whatever it is we end up talking about. And so 
When we talk about rewire, we talk about, you know, providing new wiring or installing new wiring, creating wiring. And, um, and then that led me to the idea that, um, you know, the first thing I thought of was an electrical panel, those kind of wires. But then also it, it talked about um, musical instruments. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be a musician. So I thought, oh, well, not only is that cool, because, you know, we call them stringed instruments, but they're really wires. Mm -hmm. They're really metal wires. And whether it's, um, you know, a piano, guitar, stringed instrument, these are wires and they, you know, they have to be either plucked or hammered or strummed or picked. Um, Being a musician, I could relate to that. But I'm also the daughter and granddaughter of electrical engineers. That's so powerful. How perfect. That's so cool. And I have vivid memories of my electrical engineer grandfather, who was kind of an inventor, and he was always coming up with devices and things based on his knowledge of wiring. But he was also a very gifted musician. He was a a church choir director, um, could play piano by ear, and, um, you know, just the fact that those two things were wrapped up in him and someone that I really admired. And, and, and obviously, as I'm growing up, I'm recognizing that we have a lot of similarities in the way that we, um, I, I've, got, I've got a little bit of engineer in my brain, and, um, and obviously the music side too. So to me, that was really cool. And a couple days a week, I work right next door to a manufacturing facility, and they do control panels. So I was thinking a lot about what the work that they do over there too. So those are just a little example of, oh, wow, well, maybe I can speak to this. You it's can. Neat. It's so amazing how um, God kind of wires our past to be able to be able to fulfill a purpose in the future. And we just don't realize um, how we can connect the dots. But every episode, I'm just kind of amazed because when I first came up with this whole idea of all these re- words right words using the prefix re every some people said well it all sounds like the same thing but each one has been so different and just to see how god um orchestrates and um puts um so many amazing thoughts and so many precious words that start to rise from scripture and each of these words so i'm looking forward to digging in and talking about this word and then we'll talk more about single-minded because single-minded's um is such a instrumental key and you have walked alongside me through single-minded. So I really appreciate you joining me in that journey too. Absolutely. So you looked up the word wire. Let's talk about rewire. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing that, that wiring makes me think of is connections, okay, right? So that, that's going to relate to what we talk about with single-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, I had to rewire the way I was thinking about my life at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I started thinking about this in a spiritual sense. We have, there's a lot of scripture that pertains to the way we think, because in terms of wiring, I think of the brain. So if we think about um, the way that God has created us in thought, in, in heart, in spirit, um, I really started to kind of meditate on those things. And initially I thought, okay, well, a lot of this comes down to just the way we think about our circumstances, the way we think about the world. And I know I've had to change the way I think um, about certain truths in my life. 
and well, how did I get there? And, and was that me? And how much of that was God? And I started thinking about, um, the fact that like a, like an electrical device, so mm-hmm. a toaster, for example, it has a certain amount of um, wiring or construct, but it has to be plugged in to function. Mm-hmm. The stuff is still there, but there's got to be a source. So what is my source? Well, if I look at scripture, the first thing that came to my mind was um, Proverbs 23, 7. The way we think in our hearts is the way we are. But we don't really think with our heart, do we? <laughs> I mean, we think with our mind. Right, right, exactly. But I'm starting to wonder if that, if the heart is kind of the root system. Is that is that the source of our thoughts? So whatever we treasure in our heart, you know, whatever we care about completely affects the way that we think. So if, um, if we are treasuring up certain things in the world, that's going to affect the way that we think decisions that we make. And then we know that the way we think affects our emotions and that affects our behaviors. And, you know, we're going to, that all touches on psychology and we don't necessarily need to go down that road, right. but that's okay. But if our heart treasures the Lord, the things of the Lord, his truths, then that's the way we're going to think. And we'll be able to align um, truth because honestly, we do believe a lot of lies. And when we believe those lies, it infiltrates our emotions and affects our behaviors. And, um, and when we can, we can take captive our thoughts. So that's another um, verse. And of course, I've got all these verse references written all over the place. And, mm-hmm. um, and all I can think of is, okay, when the Holy Spirit wants me to share it and share its address, you know, it'll come up. But um, Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right. So the only way we can renew our thinking is to replace it with something else. So if we're believing a lie about ourselves, let's dig into scripture and find out what, what does it actually say? And then how does that then affect our outlook, the way we view the world, the way we view other people? And that's so perfect because um, that verse, right, says do not conform to the patterns of this world, right, but renewed by the, um, by the renewing of your mind. And so let's talk about that rewiring of the brain. It's kind of taking a wire that's connected, mm-hmm. unplugging it, and plugging it somewhere else. And so... What's that process like? Is it something where we just do nothing and let God do it for us? Or do we have to be active Mm -hmm. to say and make that decision, right? Because you kind of talked about the heart being the root system, right? Exactly. And so, and if that's guiding our brain or our thoughts, Mm -hmm. then we have to think, okay, what's coming out of my heart? What's going into my brain? Why am I thinking like this? And why am I then after those thoughts, there's actions, right, that happens. And so how do we kind of unplug and plug into something else? Um, So talk about that a little bit. Who do you think is doing the plugging and unplugging? And where do we come in in all of this? Exactly. Well, I think that there is a, I I think that a God in his sovereignty, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he has created us, but we have to be in agreement with what's happening. So if we um, are in agreement with the lies, we're going to believe the lies. But if we can be in agreement with the work of the Holy Spirit, then we will, you know, believe the truth. Um, I'm, I'm 
what came to mind is just a personal, um, a personal story. I went through a divorce. It was a very painful divorce. And I remember a period of time where I felt so bitter about it, mm. this bitter root. Um, and a lot of that had to do with this idea that, um, I didn't deserve that. I, um, you know, I, I was a good wife. I, you know, what did I, how did I mess this up? And why is this my story? And, and, oh, here's another thing. I came from a long line of multiple generations of married couples and no one got a divorce. And then all of a sudden I'm the one, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, you feel like you're wearing this, you become the black sheep in a way, or you're wearing a scarlet letter Mm -hmm. that, that pretty much says to the world, I'm broken. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally broken. But the bitterness came when I focused on everything that my ex-husband did and how I was a victim to that. So we, we very easily can fall into this victim mentality. But the truth is, we all fall short of the glory of God. We all sin. Mm-hmm. We are all broken and we are all imperfect. And I had to rewire with with the help of the Holy Spirit because I don't think I could do this by myself. No. Right? You were in agreement to allow I the Holy Spirit agreement. to work in you. Yes, because there were moments where I felt like, okay, I hurt so bad over this. I am in so much pain. I want it to go away. I want to get out of this season where I feel uh, less than, where I feel rejected, where I feel, you know, any number of negative emotions. And we all know people who have probably been in a similar situation and they've made choices to try to get away from that pain. But we have to walk right through the middle of it. And I knew there was no way I could walk through the middle of this without some kind of support. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, by his grace and mercy, I desired connection with people. And I'm a people person by nature. And I also, I I have no problem talking things out. In fact, I have so many words. I have have too many words. I I have to work on listening to others. I have a tendency Mm. to talk, talk, talk. So it was easy for me to plug in to people. Thank goodness and thank God for putting in my path mature believers who could pour his truth into my life. So besides the fact you got the Holy Spirit, you need to surround yourself with like-minded people or so, mature mature believers who can who can counsel you. So that's really important. So let's talk about the rewiring, right? You plug into who are you communicating with mm-hmm. and then you say, all right, I'm in this broken state right now, so I need to kind of unplug and then plug into people that are stronger than me currently so that they can help, you know, hold your hand, carry you at times, touch you when you need it, you know, a tender touch, just to know that God is still there. And he's, as Christians, we're called to be um, his disciples, but he said that he's going to give us power to do greater works than what he did. And so how amazing that we can walk alongside um, aside someone that's so broken or two broken people like you and I, we went through so many things that are very similar. 
and we started to support each other in different ways while it was texting each other or let's meet for tea or coffee or sometimes have breakfast and just seeing like god you're doing an amazing work so i love about single-minded um our logo is a cross and it actually looks like a sword and the bible does talk about um iron sharpens iron and so but the design of the single-minded um logo if you're interested what it looks like tune into our Facebook page um, and you'll see it there. But it has four parts. And so each of the four parts highlights four things that it's our mission and it's to worship, connect, grow and serve. And so as you decide to be in in power, like in agreement, the power of agreement with the Holy Spirit, that's a form of worship. And once you decide to worship God, like by being in tuned and being connected to what he wants, not what we want, then all of a sudden we start to connect with people because God made us for a relationship. And so as we start to connect with people, then we start to see, wow, I chose to plug into this circuit board and then someone's going to come in and orchestrate it all. Let's talk about what God does in the midst of all these connections. Oh, it's incredible. Um, so I already shared that, you know, God in his sovereignty and his good grace surrounded me with wonderful, wonderful women from the get-go. And it was really important that it was women for me. Um, when you go through a separation and a divorce and there, there's, um, you know, this desire to just feel like someone wants you or that you're special or that you're beautiful, like it would have been so easy to fall into a trap of looking to a man for that. Mm-hmm. And I was in... I, I needed to go through healing of my own, and I needed to do that in a safe environment. So it was really important for me that I was involved in Bible studies with women, that I was being counseled by um, a, a woman, that um, the women of my church just just wanted to step up and surround me and take me to lunch, and and that they were not just being there, um, you know, in fellowship, but they were there with ready and armed with truth from Scripture and willing to pray over me and creating an environment where I could just be broken with them. And I don't know that I would have been able to do that in any other environment. But as we talked about, there came a time where I actually wanted to know, what do my Christian brothers think? What are their perspectives? And I've been surrounded by all these wonderful women, but I really would like to know what it's like to be with my my brothers in the faith too. I mean, I could mm-hmm. hear my pastor speak on Sunday and, um, and that was about all I was getting, or maybe I could ask my dad for his perspective, but that's going to be a little bit tainted just because he's my dad. Right, and, you of know, course. Um, so it was really important for me to get to a place where I could step out of my comfort zone. Cause I wasn't really comfortable doing that. And actually Marilyn, you were instrumental in encouraging me to kind of dip my toe in the water of, expanding my circle, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I started coming to single minded, but it was a challenge because instantly I think you go into a singles ministry, you go into Mm -hmm. this co-ed situation. If you've been hurt in a relationship or, um, there's been some dysfunction, you quickly realize, okay, what is it I'm looking for here? You know, am I, am I looking for an environment where some man's going to look at me and go, Oh, I want to date her. I want I want to hang out with her. Like there's something about her. And that was really convicting because 
the whole purpose of, of coming to a Bible study is to worship and to set our sights on the Lord. And if we don't get that connection right, if we don't get that vertical connection right, our horizontal relationships are never going to be what they are supposed, to, supposed be. to be. And it was really good for me to start establishing some relationships with men just on the basis of friendship, right. you know, and seeing each other seriously as a brother or sister. And, um, and I think that was a part of the healing for me as well, being able to do that. Yeah, I think with single-minded, it's kind of, I went through the period of just connecting with women only um, during my the beginning part of my healing. And then at one point, someone asked, well, what are you looking for in a man? And I said, I don't know, right? It's just like, good question, because what I thought I knew turned out not to work out. So how do I kind of transform my mind or be renewed? And so... It was interesting to join a co-ed group because, you know, like we were both in Bible study fellowship and someone said, hey, why don't you join this woman's group? I was like, I already meet with seven, eight hundred women every week. Like, no, I need to find a different voice, a different point of view. And it's amazing as you get to know other um, brothers in the faith, how their perspective of life it's so different. We have such a fairy tale point of view growing up as little girls and um, and just imagining what love should be like. And then all of a sudden, when you start to see what happens, and so I'm I'm such a I'm I have a privilege, I think, as I help lead um, single minded, just to see all these stories that are evolving, especially doing the podcast as I'm getting to know each person one by one, just seeing their stories and how they connect. And I see God's work at hand where he's touching the life of one person over here, another person over there, starting to see people that are dating. And now they bring the person that they're dating into this circle. And so they have a safe circle to interact with, do social things with, to serve together, help feed the homeless or help the elderly. Or we have moments where we can study the Bible. We can go and do a worship night together. And so I'm seeing this these healthy relationships form. Will they go to marriage? We won't know. We'll see. We haven't had a single-minded wedding just yet. But it's just been amazing even in my journey. Um, as people start to connect with people of the opposite sex and you get a good reference to um, some guys that are in the group that are very godly men, and you start to learn from them. You start to learn from the people that have been broken because they were their spouse died. Or you start to learn um, more about other people that went through divorce and what happened with their story. Or what about when you pay attention to people that have never been married yet? And you're like, oh, I never even thought about that. And so in this group, being single-minded, being focusing on pursuing Jesus first, but then you're in fellowship. Dating is going to happen. And I think it's just amazing to see how people get to know each other. And dating doesn't always have to happen. But if you do start to talk to someone, you learn so much from that. You start to learn, oh, I don't like this. I do like that. Now for my future, I think I want to be connected this way. Oh, I really love to serve. This is where I feel my mission um, is being pulled towards. You start to experience so many different things. So it's exciting to see what happens. Um, Single-minded, there's so much. Oh, my goodness, we have so much to talk about and not enough time. But I think the whole thing about rewiring, right? What was the one thing 
that helped you like pull the plug from what you were connected, unplugging from all women and plugging into a co-ed group? What was the one golden nugget or takeaway that you got that you learned that you realized? Well, I wouldn't say I necessarily unplugged from, you know, groups of women because I I think that was always a constant and still is in my life to be in fellowship with a good, solid group of women. Um, And I think that transitioning into really adding to and not replacing that by entering into the the co-ed scenario, um, it was it was an attempt to learn more about myself. And mm-hmm. and you you actually were the person who said, Hey, I think you're gonna find that as you open yourself up to the possibility of a new relationship or developing just a friendship with another Christian brother, you're gonna learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think I really wanted to learn more about myself in in that scenario. I really struggled with um, the label single because I felt like that was derogatory. Mm-hmm. So I had to grapple with that. Um, I spent a lot of energy um, trying to hold on to this marriage that was falling apart. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that my identity was so wrapped up in being a wife and um, primarily being a stay-at-home mom, though I had you know a little work on the side, primarily being a stay-at-home mom. And my ex-husband being the sole provider financially. And um, and there was a lot of identity wrapped up in that, not just in my role, but, um, you know, financially, um, you know, how, how, how are things going to then change? And, um, and being single, I mean, I had these very derogatory pictures in my mind about what it would mean to become a single mother, a si- not even just a single mom, a single divorced mom. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized very quickly that all of these labels had nothing to do with who I was in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I had to rewire the way I thought about myself before entering into a community of Um, men and women who had all different types of backstories as to why we all shared this label called single. Um, And, and that was a part of the healing process. I had to get to that place before I could plug in. Otherwise I could have then wanted to absorb from another person, a piece of identity. And I think that would have been dangerous. It's so powerful. So you talked about plugging in, right? And as we look at our identity in Christ and our identity in the world, just how we fit in with other people and um, what is our role here. And sometimes where it's more beyond just being a mom, right? Or a dad, it's more about more than just being a parent. That is a huge part of us. But then we are this individual because once they leave and there's, you know, an empty nest, you're there in that nest and then you have to figure out and we haven't come across that road yet right we still have children at home for both of us but when we get to that point we realize and we have to realize it now instead of waiting till the nest is empty and then you're shocked like oh no the kids are gone who am i so all of a sudden having a missing link or a missing member in the family and raising kids on your own then you realize oh there is another part to all of this and it's that connection with God. But then he plugs us in and he rewires us with a community that helps you grow. And so there's a big challenge um, that's out there. And I think God does a lot of the work 
but we have to choose to be allowed to rewire. And the way we can do that is just simply by showing up. We talk about in single-minded, just show up and just allow God work. And I notice with singles, it's interesting because um, they come in seasons. And I see some people come in for a season, then they walk away, then they come back, and then you hear more of their story. And as you see this glorious unfolding of people's stories, it's pretty amazing. So in the group, I'm known as the visual storyteller. And so I have a beautiful story. And I think you might know the story, Stacey. I shared it when we were studying at BSF with a group of women. Um, and I've shared this with a lot of people. And I just think it's such a powerful story. I was trying to figure out a wire story, but I didn't really necessarily find one. But I think this one is very fitting. I remember coming across, you know, a point in my life where I knew that um, havoc was going to break loose. But at that same time, I was, we were driving in my car and I saw a windshield crack and I said, Oh, there's a crack. I got to hurry up and fix it before it continues to grow. And what happened was I forgot about it because all of a sudden, literally like the next day, or it might've been that evening, all these problems started to show up in the surface that I didn't know were hiding deep down um, in the situation I was in. And so as I saw that crack every day, I would drive in my car and I would see it grow um, at some point where it was probably like the most um, dreadful thing in my life, which was this big separation. When do the two people split? It got to a high point in my windshield crack. And then every day I would stare at this crack because I would drive the kids to school and sometimes I would just cry and sob in the car. And I would see this horizontal line. And I started to pray to God because I was in the car alone. And I was like, God, speak to me, speak to me. And then I kept on looking at this windshield and I realized, God, you use different things to speak to people. And so I'm going to stare at this, like, this crack and see where it goes. So I did a little test and I said, okay, God, I noticed since I got to this point, point B, right? Point A is when the windshield crack started. Point B is like the the highlight of it, like of the the conflict. And then I saw this horizontal line and I said, I'm going to plan a trip to Florida. And it was pretty amazing because as I planned that trip to Florida and I was getting excited to do this with my children by myself as a single mom, I saw the crack started to go down And I said, oh, like I'm not as sad because I'm excited about something. And so I was rewiring by trying to uh, connect. Okay, everything is just the same. I have to do something to change. And so I kind of got out of my comfort zone by getting out of the box, getting out of the city. So I saw this windshield crack doing all different things as I paralleled what was happening in my life. And at some point I realized God is speaking through me to through this windshield crack. And it came through all different kinds of journeys through this windshield crack. But at one point, my brother said, where did this windshield crack start? And I said, right over here. And so he said, well, let's get out of the car and look at it. When we got out of the car, what I saw was that the windshield crack didn't start where it started. Because you know, in the part of the windshield crack where it's really dark, has a bunch of little like black dots. Well, the crack was all along the dark, dark part. And I realized there was things that was broken for a long time, but it was in the dark and it had to come out in the light in order for God to reveal and show what was really happening. 
And so I started to pay attention more to this crack. And so at some point I started praying, God, help this situation. And I saw that it would, he would do something. I would see like the crack all of a sudden move forward. And when it got to the other part of the winch, it was like one inch away from getting to the end of the crack. And I thought, my life is going to be over. This windshield crack is almost at the end. And I just remember crying in the car like, it's doomed. It's all over. All of a sudden, the next day, the windshield crack went straight down back into the dark area of the windshield crack. And then I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, your life is going to go in a dark season again. You're not going to know what's going to happen. You're not going to be seeing things be revealed through this crack anymore. All you need to do is trust me. And so as we rewire and connect and say, okay, I'm going to unplug from the past and plug into the future. And we start to plug into the future. We're going to be in an area where we don't know what's going to happen. You walk into single-minded and you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know what you're going to learn. You don't know what's the new interest you're going to develop. You just don't know. All you have to do is trust. And so what a safe place that single-minded has become for so many people to walk into in a safe area and trust that there's people praying for you. There's people teaching and guiding alongside of you. But there's also ways to grow deeper by learning more in the word. And so the best advice I would say to rewire is to transform your mind by digging in the word. Any final words, Stacey? Absolutely. Um, maybe the best Bible verse that comes to your heart right now that helps you rewire daily? Well, I don't, I don't know if, if it necessarily will help us rewire daily, but, but something we can take in as maybe a promise, um, especially if we've had some turmoil in our life and we, everybody wants to live in a, in an, a time of peace. So Philippians four, seven says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. And it's only through that connection that um, that we can be assured that there is a peace that passes understanding. And when we're going through something tough, when we feel like we don't know who we are, that's something we can cling to. That's so perfect. Thank you, everyone, for joining um, our beautiful conversation with Stacy on rewiring. Start to pay attention to what's happening um, in your life. So here's a quick, um, I always talk about reading John 15. Read it again um, and know that, you can connect to part of the branches of this tree that God has, of the tree of life. Um, but know that he's pruning things out for us so we can bear more fruit. Do me a favor, write 10 things, 10 questions that you, that boggle your mind. And start, this is a way to rewire. As you write these questions really quickly, start finding answers. Look into scripture for answers for these questions and start to practice how to rewire. So I love you guys. I hope to see you next week. It's going to be exciting times um, as we continue this re-series, right, on reshift and all these rewords. Thank you, Stacy, for joining me. Thanks for having me. Love you, sister. Love you, too. <laughs>